The Big Play Reflog Show is brought to you by ShackNews.com. Shack News is the place to be for all your gaming needs with news, guides, walkthroughs, and reviews. Like this week's featured article, a preview of the upcoming game, Trek to Yumi. Yomi. So Yomi, Yumi, Trek to Yomi. And Nailed remember, it. you can use the Shack News Cortex to join in on all the conversations, like this week's Shack Chat, with the, where the staff discusses their favorite Mario Kart courses of all time. If you're a gamer, Shack News is the site for you. Check them out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at the handle at Shack News and at ShackNews.com. It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world, the Big Play Report Show. show what is going on everybody hey there's chris hey hey there's nick hey what's up hey there i am <laughs> what's going on i'm host big play dave alongside chris mcneil and nick padone we got a lot a whole lot to talk about gentlemen how are you good dave it's been a week <laughs> it's been, been a week, week. <laughs> feels like it's yeah. been a decade yeah. yeah, we've had a little bit of news in the last week, specifically around our Cleveland Browns. I'm sure we'll get all into that, won't we? We have a lot to talk about. Let's just get right into it. So tonight on the show, we're going to kick it off with our power rank, and we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But we are going to have our featured interview with CBS Sports Draft Analyst Chris Trapasso coming on the show. Are we going to trade up? Are we going to get a wide receiver? After that, Cavs trivia who wants to be a billionaire hopefully we've given away some labat blues and a gv yes. shirt and then it is time for cleveland headlines brought to you by tse cleveland that's where we got a lot to talk about um and then we're gonna wrap it up with best and worst tweets of the week let's kick it off though with some power rank monday <laughs> It's time for Power Rank Monday. All right, so this has probably been the wildest offseason. I don't know. Ever. ever. It's got to be ever. ever. And it just started. Just started. We'll get into the Deshaun news, uh, our thoughts on that throughout the show here, but uh baker man on his way out talk about a roller coaster the the quickest downturn roller coaster i've ever seen from a quarterback 
someone we beloved not that long ago, and now we're kicking them out the door. The NFL is a cruel, cruel business. So we're going to power rank our favorite Baker Mayfield memories. Let's just all pick one. Um, Because let, let's face it, Chris, especially us, like last two decades, we haven't had a whole lot to cheer for. He at least brought us something to cheer for. Well, yeah, and especially, you know, beating the Steelers in the playoffs. We're never yes. going to forget that. You know, that's that's one of those things. That's a crowning achievement of his time here in Cleveland. It's going to be something everybody remembers. So uh, I would go with that number one. Um, I think we'll that's be cool. talking about that for quite some time uh, to be on that team, to be the quarterback of that team, and uh, to bring us our first playoff victory in forever since Bill Belichick. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to put running down the field with Nick Chubb on the long touchdown, the iconic picture. We thought we had Brett Favre. It was just a little off from Brett Favre. Horrible. He recreated that draft photo, too. I know. It was like full circle when he was doing that. Yeah. I loved how how excited the dude got uh, on the field. Um but I guess it's it's time we, we find an adult. Yeah, I think that was also part of his downfall. Is how excited he got. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, and I, I feel. I I think the Browns probably might have hid some of this from us. Where maybe it wasn't. You know, none of these players came to his to his aid during the last what month. Yep, it's no. kind of telling. It's kind of telling. Yeah. No one came yeah. to his birthday party. <laughs> there was a lot of Deshaun Watson Instagram posts on, on Instagram stories of Deshaun Watson in a Browns jersey swab. So pretty mm-hmm. telling. Yeah. Wild. Nick, what would Wild. you put on your, your top three memories of Baker, though? <laughs> yeah, I think positive for him for just one last time. I think my top Baker memory is the Thursday night win against the Jets. Like we hadn't won a game in forever. Yeah. I was there with my dad in our old season ticket seats. So I think it's just like that memory of being there with my dad, the night that the Bud Light fridges opened up. And that was such a hyped up game because that was kind of one that everybody had circled on their calendars as maybe a winnable one. And it really felt like a star was born that night. People were chanting his name in the streets. So I think that's probably my my number one Baker moment was just the night we thought we, we really had the guy, you know? Yeah. And the, the five touchdown game versus the Bengals. That I was fun. Probably put that DPJ on that. Even this year's Bengals game when, I mean, just sure. a couple months ago when he went nuts after the, the literal week after the whole Odell mess and Browns fans were, there was a Baker Mayfield chant inside Paul Brown stadium as like a road team. So wild the nfl moves quick man it moves quick <laughs> it sure does i yeah i mean after during that that first Bengals game i think everyone on twitter was like we have our franchise quarterback yeah. for yeah. the first time oh gosh <laughs> freezing cold takes would have a day if they just Ooh. go through all of those from everybody yeah that day yeah how about this moment remember a couple of summers ago when he was at an indians game yeah, Francisco sure. Jersey, right? Somebody throws him a beer and he shotguns it on the big screen there at the stadium. Uh, you know, early August, they had just started up. The Indians were doing well. Now the Guardians and everybody was feeling good. And that was that was one of those moments where he said, man, this is our guy. He gets us. He gets yep. Cleveland. He's supporting another team in town. We love to see this. They're about to start up and this is going to be huge. And 
Now you fast forward a couple of years. Francisco Lindor is, of course, gone. And, of course, Baker Mayfield is going to follow as well. So my, how the times have changed. It's amazing, really. It's amazing. The whole feeling dangerous brand after the Falcons game, that was, yeah. that was you know, a big win for him in his rookie year. And they asked him what happened. And he said he woke up feeling dangerous. Like, just crazy, man. It, what a, what a, I mean, if anything, what a ride the guy has given us <laughs> the last four years. Like, talk about highs and lows. There's, and, there's and been all just back and forth with Hugh Jackson. Yeah. Staring down he Hugh staring down, down there. That in was Cincinnati when he yeah. was the special assistant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, coach. Say what you will about Baker. He was great for business. Like for our business of doing podcasts and talking about, he sure. was phenomenal for that. So there was always something to talk about. How about Jesus, Tony? Yeah. Jesus, Tony. Yeah. I forgot <laughs> about that one. Yeah, KJ. Why don't you explain that to the audience for those that don't know what the Jesus told you? What's going on, man? Says end of an era. End End of an era for sure. That's right. What's up, KG Moon? Yeah, Jesus Tony was when he famously, Tony Grossi had asked him a question on probably a Wednesday. So it was when you start asking questions about the week ahead. Tony had one final question about the, the previous week, and it definitely ticked Baker the wrong way. And Tony murmured the question and baker said jesus tony and stormed off the stage so it, it, it's been a ride with the guy all the how about all the like dancing in the locker room after the pittsburgh game or when he ran off the field and he's like the browns is the browns like towards the locker room making fun of juju right <laughs> what do you think it was that was his downfall outside of just horrible quarterback play that's pretty much it. You think that was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was the horrible quarterback play. And I think it was the, you know, the off the field, just the rabbit ears, like, like getting offended by everything, having to defend himself over everything. Really? I, you know, Baker, the quarterback got himself into the situation that he's in right now, but Baker, the personality kind of sealed his fate of just being an outspoken dude. That seems to be a little bit hard to get along with. He's had a a lot of rifts with some of the coaches. So I, I think it's just a mixture of, of everything. And I do think he could find a, a career resurgence of sorts somewhere that he's be the franchise quarterback that could lead a team to a Super Bowl. but he'll be all right. Yeah. Well, we've talked about the market right now. I was going to say, we've talked about it on the show too, with him and his attitude and that swashbuckling, type yep. of way about him that you know that's all well and good and everybody loves it when you're winning yeah they turn really quickly on you if you're losing especially if you're inside that building you have to deal with it on day in day out basis with us as fans you know that's it's something different but those people close to him it seems like he turned off a lot of folks guys i i know we keep sean on youtube by the way <laughs> baker to the cfl or usfl come oh on. come on sean usfl <laughs> Next I question. think the the Baker versus Odell thing probably turned a lot of people off. You too. think that was what what broke it? I, I think that that might, might not have think, been I what broke the locker it. Locker room took Odell's side, which on. is strange. Yeah, like so they took Odell's side yeah. over Stefanski, over Baker, over the whole thing. They took Odell. Please, and, and, uh, yeah. I also think it's telling what's going on with Jarvis now. Jarvis thinking about coming back. And what's the only difference in the two teams? Well, Baker looks like he's gone. Yeah, that that yeah. is true. All right, and that is Power Rank Monday. Uh, speaking of Jarvis and wide receivers, I I was looking at the depth chart. Pretty sure we, we need to upgrade 
at wide receiver. We're looking a little thin. Don't have as many draft picks now. That's okay. But we are having our featured interview, founder of the Scouting Gradebook and NFL Draft Analyst for CBS Sports, Chris Trapasso, joining us here. Let's get into our featured interview of the week. All right, on the line, we've got CBS's Chris Trapasso. Chris, what is going on, my friend? How are you? Welcome to the Big Play Reflux Show. I'm doing really good, guys. Thanks for having me. And I love that this uh, segment is sponsored by Labatt Blue Light because I'm from Buffalo and I drink a lot of Labatt Blue Light. So this is a fitting segment that I'm on. (laughs) We got to get him some beer up there. I didn't know you were from Buffalo. Yeah, so this is almost also fitting going on a, a Cleveland Browns show because I know all about trying to find a franchise quarterback, being part of a, a very passionate fan base that goes like 20 years without making the playoffs, has a lot of heartbreaking losses. So Buffalo and Cleveland, even though they're both in the AFC, they've had some good matchups over the last you know 10 to 15 years, two cities that I think can see eye to eye when it comes to their football teams. Well, and Buffalo, yeah. Chris, also had Cleveland's back. When we moved, when the Cleveland Browns yep. moved back in 95, there were two teams that voted against the move. One was Buffalo. The other, do you know who the other team was? I don't. I do remember Buffalo voting against it, but I'm not sure what the other team was. Buffalo did. The other one was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, Pittsburgh wow. Steelers. Oh, screw them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll win a bar bet with that sometime, Chris. So just All keep right. that in your back pocket. Now, Chris, I am. I am hoping that Bills and Browns fans some point in the future start hating each other, kind of like the Indians and the Cubs did in the World Series. Because Chris and I always kind of rooted for the Cubs as well, kind of a friendly team, kind of like the Bills. And then the lovable losers. As long as they're they're not a threat to our team. They're (laughs) over in the other league. It really doesn't matter. And then the life being what it is. That's right. That's right. All right, let's let's talk some draft because we don't have any first time. Before we leave the leave the Bills here. Well, I think that there may be some more Bills fans that have come over now due to what happened this week, based upon what some of the Cleveland Browns, uh, you know, fandom have said, you know, with Deshaun Watson coming in. There are a lot of people sure. saying, hey, we're, we're out of here. And yeah. one of the popular spots right now is the Buffalo Bills. What do you think about that, Chris? Will you accept some of the Browns fans <laughs> if they come over? I think Bills Mafia is certainly welcoming any Cleveland Browns fans with open arms. Now, I think if these were like former Patriots fans or Jets fans, there probably (laughs) wouldn't be the same type of hospitality. But like we said, like Cleveland and Buffalo go hand in hand. Uh, So I've seen a few tweets of that, and I've not seen one Bills fan say, hey, there's no more room on the bandwagon now that the Bills have Josh Allen. Just bring beer, right? And maybe a few folding tables. Exactly. Those are in sh- they're cut- there's a little bit of a, a uh, sh- shortening in uh, Buffalo when it comes to folding tables. We <laughs> have a couple months where we can kind of uh, stock up on them, but sure. January or but September October, uh, you go to a Target, you go to a Walmart. There's not a lot of folding tables in Western New York. <laughs> Most of the Midwest is looking at gas prices right now. You guys are looking at folding, folding <laughs> tables. It's exactly. gonna kill us come the fall, man. Yeah. Are you looking at this? Oh man. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. All right, let's talk, let's talk some draft because obviously we don't have any first round picks for quite some time. Three years. Three years. That's all right. We have our franchise quarterback. Uh, Who Chris is out there 
in maybe the second round that we should be targeting, maybe at wide receiver, maybe on the defensive side. Is, is there anyone out there you think that would be a really good fit for the Browns? Well, I think in general, uh, the Browns still need wide receiver, like you guys were mentioning before I came on. And along the defensive line, even though you have Miles Garrett, who to me is going to be a perennial defensive player of the year candidate, it's a really good wide receiver class and a really deep edge rusher class. It's not just Kayvon Thibodeau and Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, there's names in round two at wide receiver. Sky Moore from Western Michigan, who maybe some fans in the area watching a lot of Mac football know pretty well. Khalil Shakir from Boise State, who's very dynamic after the catch in the slot. Uh, just down the road in Cincinnati, Alec Pierce, a uh, big wide receiver who had a great pro day. This really is aligning well. And I don't think that the Browns only made this Deshaun Watson trade um, because they were looking at the draft class, but it does really align well for Andrew Barry to still have a good draft class and draft impact players at positions of need, wide receiver, edge rusher, and I think interior defensive line as well. Uh, more day two and day three uh, for that position, but it, it really is setting up where the Browns, where they pick at 44 overall in the second round, there'll still be a quality wide receiver and a handful of edge rushers available. So let's just say we go edge rusher there. You you sent out a tweet today, I think that's kind of scared me. It was like the 2015 wide receiver class, like picks, I don't know, out of the top two rounds. And I hadn't heard of any of them. I don't think any of them are in the league. If If we... Is this a much deeper draft class than that where we could go out and find someone round three, round four that could be a potential starting wide receiver? Or do you think we should take one at 44 there? No, I think if they wanted to wait for the third or the fourth round, I wouldn't hate that. I, I think we have to remember that, yes, you do have your your franchise quarterback in Deshaun Watson, but this is still an elite offensive line with two really good running backs, a head coach and Kevin Stefanski that wants to run two tight ends. You franchise David and Joku. Uh, I, I don't think it's a super priority in round two necessarily. I think edge rusher defensive uh, on the interior probably matters a little bit more. So, yes, third and fourth round, we'll look back. That's kind of been the trend. Not just the second round picks like A.J. Brown, uh, Debo Samuel, D.K. Metcalf that have all gone in round two. Terry McLaurin was picked in round three. There's other good wide receivers wow. that have gone later in the draft. Stephon Diggs with a was a fifth round pick Jamison Crowder who just got signed by the bills tonight fourth round pick so yes this is a class what we will see a bunch of names in round one we'll look back in three or four years and see third and fourth rounders that are good players at that position Chris the Browns also they have nine draft picks right now after the trade of Case Keenum again up to the Buffalo Bills that keeps coming up nine Mm -hmm. picks I feel like this isn't a Browns roster that exactly needs nine rookies and then they're probably going to get more picks at least another one from a Baker Mayfield trade do you see this to be a draft class where Andrew Barry could possibly package some of those together and maybe move up a little bit Yeah, I mean, it makes the most sense to do that, like you mentioned. When you have a a team that's close to uh, deep playoff run caliber or maybe even Super Bowl caliber now with Deshaun Watson, to have a bunch of day three selections doesn't really make sense. Those guys are not going to make the team. They're going to get you know picked up once they're on a practice squad. So, I mean, I could list 50 prospects right now, but it's not really, I don't think, good for your listeners to try to write those names down because we don't know who's going to be available. 
What I'm saying is I think if they want to trade and package some of those later round picks to maybe only make five or six selections and get the prospects that they want, yeah. say at defensive tackle, wide receiver, or edge rusher, I would all be for that. Um, for as much as you normally do want to make as many picks as possible, just to increase the chances that you're getting a good player, when your team is better, you do not have room for nine draft picks. You're right. Yep. I honestly just want to make sure we get a wide receiver and we get a kicker. Are there any kickers out there that could be drafted by the Browns in the draft? Uh, yeah, there's one name that yes! you'll probably see. Yes, you'll probably see a lot of those ESPN features on during the draft. Matt Ariza from San Diego State. Now, what's weird about him, he's actually a punter, but he's oh. kicked a little bit too. As a punter, he bombs the ball 70 and 80 yards routinely. So he's going to be the highest drafted punter in a very long time. He could even go in the third or the fourth round, which to me Whoa, is preposterous. But his wow. leg is that big. Go watch the highlights. After the show's done or tomorrow morning, watch Matt Ariza from San Diego State highlights. He's shown that he can kick, like be a field goal kicker too. He's got a gigantic leg. Uh, so if there is someone that fulfills that need for you, it probably would be Matt Ariza from San Diego State. Now, would I encourage or advocate Andrew Berry to trade up for a punter? Probably not. But he definitely can be a weapon because he can completely flip the field. I didn't think I was going to come out and talk about punters with the draft, but he is the it's he's one of those guys. It's he's, he's one of the guys that that there'll be a lot of those feature stories on and, and you know those video essays that Tom Rinaldi will get into during the draft <laughs> because he's that good of a punter prospect. I love that you were able to answer that by the way. Kudos to you. Well, it's just because he's so good. I mean, normally I'm not going into my sixth and seventh punter prospects in radio shows or even in articles, but Matt Ariza is really that good. Love it. You, you know, now that Baker's probably out of here, Chris, do, do you have any idea what, what the value on a Baker return could be? We, we had Adam Schefter on one of the radio morning shows here today, and he said it could be a pretty depressing return for Browns fans. What kind of, what kind of round pick or even any potential players in, in some of these remaining scenarios, Seattle, Carolina kind of floated out there. What, what are your thoughts on that? What could the Browns in theory get back from a Baker Mayfield trade? Well, see, I don't really think that the Matt Ryan trade with the Falcons getting a third-round pick for him really impacts Baker that much. I tweeted that today, but then I realized Matt Ryan's 38. He has a sterling reputation maturity-wise in the locker room, like you guys were mentioning he's before I came on. Yeah, he's an adult maybe that that <laughs> the Browns uh, would have liked on their roster, and, and they didn't believe that Baker was that. Baker's going into the last year of his deal. He's like over a decade younger, doesn't have the accolades. Uh, I, I don't really think it matters that much. Like they impact each other that much. But um, going into the final year of the deal and how unceremonious his departure was from Cleveland, like it's crazy to me that 14 yeah. months ago, Baker led the Browns to a playoff win over the Steelers. And no one in Cleveland, I would have said it, that, oh, by next March, Baker will be off the team. That would have never crossed my mind that could impact it a little bit I'm thinking maybe a fourth round selection and maybe a bottom of the roster player or a fourth and like a 2023 sixth or seventh round pick which like I mentioned in 14 months removed from that playoff win seems pretty depressing yeah yeah dude that's like Josh Allen being off your team after yeah. he's done yeah. it's crazy I mean Baker wasn't quite there but still <laughs> 
this has been the craziest roller coaster in Cleveland history, and we've had a few. And it's still going on. Like even before right. I came on tonight, there was that trade pick, uh, like on the transaction wire, the NFL yeah, like, the threw another pick. fourth rounder. We yeah. don't know like what's going on with that. I I told one of my friends over the weekend. I think this is the most convoluted like saga in NFL history. When you factor in everything with Deshaun Watson off the field, the player that the Cleveland Browns are getting at quarterback to hopefully end this drought at the quarterback position, the money they gave him, all the Baker stuff, uh, everything with the Instagram goodbye. And then they (laughs) wanted to trade him and then they weren't going to honor his request. It was the craziest like 48 hours I've ever seen. I want a Netflix special on this eventually. Yes, it needs to happen. <laughs> Not a 30 for 30. I want like an eight episode Netflix show <laughs> just about this. And then we can obviously write later what happens with the Browns in the Deshaun Watson era. But just what happened last week on that front was the most preposterous thing I've ever seen. Like yeah. a dime store last dance. We were tracking yeah. planes again in Cleveland. Yeah, oh we were. That's it, had been, it had been a while, but we were back. Back <laughs> so with a vengeance. Chris, what is the national perspective? would you say on the Browns landing Deshaun Watson, you know, locally there's a lot of people who have some consternation about it. You have the people who are just like, yes, that is such a huge upgrade for us. The Browns are now Super Bowl contenders. We are back. And then you have people on the other end of the spectrum saying, Hey, with all these allegations, with all the civil suits, the 22 women, you know, this isn't a team that I can even support anymore. What, what do you think the national perspective is right now on the Cleveland Browns in this move? Yeah, I think most people understand that what you just mentioned, all the, the 22 civil lawsuits, the fact that he was not indicted by a grand jury uh, just a week ago, which seemed pretty crazy that that happened. Like he was on the verge of going to jail and now he has $230 million fully guaranteed. Like it's pretty, uh, it's, it's about polar ends of this, the life spectrum. The American that dream, that, Chris. It's yeah, the American dream. Have. A week ago I was about to go to jail. Now I'm a generational wealthy. Add that to so the Netflix special. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There, there's so many storylines, so many layers that that I think, it again, it, it would not just be like a three-hour 30 for 30. I'm talking multiple episodes on Netflix. Um, But I do think that in the past, and this is not discounting anything that is going on with Watson legally and, you know, all of his accusers, it's not disrespecting them, but just from a national perspective, we've seen other players have similar allegations, maybe not to the breadth of this with 22 women coming out, but Tyree kill had it, you know, incidents in college, Frank Clark, Kareem hunt, Um, I think once Deshaun Watson, maybe he's suspended for the first month of the season. Once the NFL either hands down a punishment or they don't hand down one and he starts playing, I I think people won't forget about it, but there won't be as much uh, condemnation surrounding the Browns and their decision to, you know, just go for it and say, hey, you know, we're going to trade for this guy with this legal stuff hanging over his head make him the wealthiest quarterback the wealthiest player in the nfl and just try to win football games because if you're watching the nfl and thinking that it's a league that is just full of principles (laughs) you're probably not the smartest person in the world because we've seen that just not happen uh that teams will do whatever it takes to win and i think that's what the browns are doing but they'll have some saying on the back of their helmet or something that you know yeah Exactly. At least indicate some kind of a moral compass on the behalf of the NFL. Oh, yeah. And, and racism. Mission accomplished. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, NFL, for doing that.
<laughs> so what Chris, do you think if you're if you're looking overall now with the Cleveland Browns, the moves that they've made, what we can potentially do? Uh, the rest of this division right now, obviously, it's going to be a very competitive division there in the AFC North. Um, what do you think the Browns' ceiling is for this season upcoming? I think it's probably winning a playoff game. I was surprised, and you guys probably were too, that the Browns' defense was as bad as it was last year. It just didn't seem like on paper it could be as bad as it was. And I've never really been that big of a Jadavian Clowney guy. Like, I've always thought he was a little bit overrated, even when he was the first overall pick in that 2014 draft. But just with the secondary additions, with Miles Garrett, I love Jeremiah owusu Kormo. I had a first-round grade on him last year. I thought to get him in round two was fantastic. Um, I think the Steelers are going to be down. I mean, um, unless they make a brash move and maybe get Malik Willis, who I really like at quarterback, he's probably at least a half of a year away. Um, the Steelers are going to be down. I won't be surprised to see the Bengals take a little bit of a step back. For as much as they've done on the offensive line, we do have to remember with the Bengals, they were in one-score games in yep. the playoffs and were very close to like losing in the first round. Like This was not a dominant run through the AFC. Hats off to what they did in Arrowhead coming back against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, which is certainly not easy to do. But I could see the Browns being a first or a second place team in the AFC North um, with Deshaun Watson. They still have, you know, a second rounder and those day two picks that are still very valuable. We've just certainly saw with the Rams that you don't need a first round pick to still build your roster out if you have the right quarterback. So, yeah, I, I still think the Browns in what is to me one of the most competitive conferences we've ever seen uh, in the AFC. They can definitely be one of those top seven teams. And it would not shock me if they ultimately win a wild card game uh, next January. Heck yeah. Uh, Chris, what's your schedule like, man, Up leading up to the draft? We are almost yeah. there. Where's, where's all the content? Where can the people find it? CBSSports.com slash NFL slash draft. And in my free time, if I'm not doing a show like this, I'm watching as many prospects as possible because I run the CBS Sports Draft Tracker. So when the Browns make their pick at 44 overall, let's say it's Sky Moore, the receiver from Western Michigan, I quickly write up some analysis, a couple of uh, sentences, and give it a grade. So I need to watch like as many players wow. as possible because I don't want to get into the seventh round and there's – Joe Schmo from Western Carolina Tech that I haven't watched, so I, I can't put him in. So I, I'm like nervous. I, I get nervous as we get close because I, I want to watch as many prospects as possible. So for that CBS Sports Draft Tracker, I'm not just writing you know total BS as to <laughs> what I think about that player. How stressful is that? There's so many. It's stressful. Players. It's yeah. stressful. It's stressful for sure. You could do what so we that's do. That's what I'm Chris. doing in my free time. You could do what we do and just after the draft be like, hey, I saw some tweets from this guy. Seems all right. Checks out. And then we get really <laughs> mad if they don't pan out. Exactly. Uh, well, tell uh, that'd be nice. me on, on just grab a little bit. You'll be all right, man. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's these people who hear these names or see these players in the later rounds and all of a sudden they're experts because they steal like your research. <laughs> and all of a sudden they're like, no, this guy's just like this. And you knew nothing about this guy yesterday. <laughs> had no clue at all. And today it's if the Browns don't get this guy, then they're just yeah. passing up, you know, the next superstar. And it's always amazing that that always happens on Twitter. And yeah. And that's what's draft. And that's what's good. To work as I do. Uh, pre-draft is that once we get into the draft and the the Browns make their picks, all the teams make their selections. I'm not. Oh, uh oh, 
Say, hey, I, I didn't like this guy for the Bills, or I did like that guy for the Browns. I have all. You keep losing them. Publish at CBSSports.com before the draft. Love it. Chris, we appreciate the time. Love to have you back on sometime soon, and good luck over the next month. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. All right, Chris Trapasso. Good stuff out of him. Where's my applause? We can never get enough draft talk on the show. It's it's wild. I love draft talk. Nick. We traded away the thirteenth overall pick, and we just did a whole segment of draft talk as as if that never even happened. Right? It's it's tremendous. I could talk draft all day. It used to be our Super Bowl for so many years. Not anymore. Now the actual Super Bowl is going to be our Super Bowl, Dave. That's but, right. And we don't have any draft picks. So doesn't it make you right. just so enjoy better the draft that much more? Because it's like, man, remember when this used to be it? And it just makes you yeah. like it it makes you appreciate it for different reasons. I don't know. I feel like I'll always love the draft. It's I will probably. absolutely always love the draft. Yes. And there's so much less pressure now. Yep. We could just take someone and be like, hey, you know what? If they work out, great. I'm trying to go to Vegas for it, man. Are you really? I think that'd be fun. Think of Dave. Think of all the prospects oh, no. out there in Vegas. You could bet on every oh, single. <laughs> yeah, you could bet on every single pick on the position the pick will be. You know, if teams will trade up or trade back. I think yeah. that would be a ball. That would. All right, let's look at tickets. All right, it is time for who wants to be a billionaire. Let's give away some beer. It is time for Who Wants to Be a Billionaire. You guys know how it works. We start off with cash for a Labatt six-pack. Then you can move on for a 12-pack, on for a 24-pack. And one final question, to take home a case of Labatt Blue Light and a GV Art shirt. This week, we welcome in Kevin. Kevin Urich for Kevin. How are you, my friend? I'm good. How are y'all doing? We're good. Are you ready for who wants to be a billionaire? Yeah, I guess. I I just I didn't know I was going to be greeted by three legends when I walked on the show. So, oh, oh, he's, oh there he's we go. Hints. He is he's getting hints. He's getting hints. He's getting hints. That was that, that was well, hey, hey, real quick. You see, I see the uh, Browns hat. What are your quick thoughts on Deshaun Watson to the Browns? Uh. I mean, he for pure football. I mean, I know there's a lot of other stuff, but pure football. I mean, pure football. Pure football is a stud, and I'm super excited. But we got to get all the other stuff figured out first. But pure football, I'm super excited. I like it. Honest response. Now, how? Yeah. How? uh, How confident are you in Cavs trivia? I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. <laughs> uh, oh, no. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Go Browns, I guess. Yeah, all right. Uh, we're gonna, we need some epic music for that. <laughs> all right, here we go. There's a lot on the line, a lot of beer on the line, a GVR shirt on the line. And if you get stuck, you can phone a friend. We'll call them. 
and they have five seconds to answer after we read the question. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Question number one for a six-pack of Labatt. In 2009, the Cavs swept the Pistons and Hawks before losing 4-2 in the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, I hated this guy. Tahito Turkoglu yeah. and man. this team. Oh, that's that's the, the Orlando Magic. I hated Hito, man. Yes. He was the worst. I hated Hito. making everything. Yes, I hated Hito. Was that the series where LeBron hit the half-court shot to win it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. How yes, dandy. Yeah. I'll never forget that one. Yeah, man, Hito Turglu had our number. He, I think he looked he, he looked weird. He, the worst, he had weird eyes or something. This his name too. I mean, he was just the worst, dude. He, he was the Hito. worst. And he made him Kelly Olen, Olenek and uh one other guy I really hated. I can't remember who though. They're all Lambier from back in the day. <laughs> Ready for question two. Do you want to move on, Kevin, to question yeah, number oh yeah, two? Oh yeah. For cash for a 12 pack of Labat. Let's do yeah. it. The Cavs play the Bulls on Saturday. In the 2010 playoffs, which former Bull had this notorious quote about Cleveland? Quote, Cleveland really sucks. You think Cleveland's cool? I've never heard anybody say, I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. What's so good about Cleveland? End quote. Who was that player? Man, ugly, ugly joke team Noah. Ugly joke team Noah. Uh, that that is what I was thinking of. That yep. was the other player, yeah, no doubt. That's the other ugly player we hate. Yeah, no, most definitely. Gotta hate you. Gotta hate Hedo, and you gotta hate Joaquin. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and Olenek, and Olenek, three and Olenek. Yes, I love that they were booing him on on the other day. When yeah, they were. Oh, yeah, we don't forget, Hedo. man. Awesome. We do not forget. That's right. All right, Kev, you've got a twelve pack of Labatt. Would you like to move on for a case of Labatt Blue Lights? Oh yeah, let's do. It. Let's do it. Alrighty, for a case of 24 Labatt Blue Lights, the Cavs and Lakers played tonight. Cleveland and L.A. were part of a three-team trade earlier this season that brought Rajon Rondo to your Cleveland Cavaliers. Who did Cleveland send to the New York Knicks as part of that deal? Ooh. No way I'm getting this. Oh, they're getting, they're getting tougher. I gotta know. I should know this one for sure. So think it through. Yeah. I wish. So we, I, we I, got this isn't my answer. This isn't my answer, but I wish it was Chetty Osman. For some reason, not a big <laughs> Chetty fan. I don't know why. <laughs> oh man, he's Chetty just catching strays on the show. Wow, <laughs> ah, poor so, Chetty. Oh my god, Mister On or Off? You either get good Chetty or bad Chetty. So let's think this through. Who was on the team that's not on the team now? Turkish LeBron. <laughs> uh, Denzel Valentine. Wow. Yes, out of nowhere. Wow. Well done, sir. Well I done. Shocked. Did you look that up on the Google machine? If I could, I would. Uh, <laughs> if I could, a, I would. I was, he was right. up the whole time. Yeah, that was good. Well that was good. Yeah. All right. Question All right. four. You've got a case on. already. Of Labat Blue Light, you're hydrating. I like that. 24 pack and a GV Art shirt. Would you like to go for it? Oh, yeah. Gotta love GV Art or GV Art. 
Love it. All right. Then we're going to crank the music. We're going for it. Oh, I think he's got a shot at this one. If he got the last one, he should be able to. I haven't read it yet. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. I think he'll get it. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. For a case and a GVR shirt. LeBron James has the Cavs franchise record for most career minutes played. Who is second? Dang. Uh, That's one you got to think through. I can phone a friend. You can phone a friend. All right. I want to phone a friend. You want to phone a friend? Okay. So you can put that into the private chat over on the right-hand side. Just put the number in. Reflog is going to call your friend. I'm going to kill the music. It's my brother. Uh, I did. I share. Okay. I, while I'm typing this, I share a reflog tweet. My friend's a, a Bengals fan, big Bengals fan. He's from Cincinnati. Uh, I went to the same school that what's his name, Sir Yacht went to. <laughs> I, he is a huge Sir Bengals Yacht. fan. Dude, I got him. He is the biggest reflog fan now, ever. All right. I share, I share a tweet a day. Are we converting him. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, no, he he won't be converted, but I'm converting him to a Reflog fan, and uh, that's as big as that's as much as I can do. I appreciate that. You're out there doing God's work. <laughs> yeah, something like that. All right, I'm about All right, to. We call got him. the number. All right, we got the number. What's and what name? is his name? Uh, Joe. That's my brother. All right, brother Joe. Does he know to pick up? It's going to come up like a weird. Your moment. call has been forwarded to an automated. Oh no! Oh, oh, do not disturb. He sent you to voicemail. Oh, I, I guess he's he trying one more time. Let me try one more time. It looks like he tried to call back immediately, so we may get him this time. See, so it was Joe. Hello, Joe. Hello, I can hear you. Beautiful. We've got your brother here, Kevin. And he right. is going for question number four for a 24-pack and a GVR shirt. And he's going to okay. read you the question, and you're going to help him with the answer. Go ahead, Kevin. Sounds good. It's uh, – what up, Joe? It's uh, who it, – uh, LeBron's the first uh, – Yeah, you know what? I'll read it. You don't have the question in front of the question. I'm just guessing. <laughs> Memorize this question. Okay, so the question here for a case of Labapu Light and a GVR shirt, LeBron James has the Cavs franchise record for most career minutes played. Who is second? Joe, you have five seconds. Big Z. Easy. Okay, easy, confident. There it was. Now, Kevin. Would you like to go with Brother Joe's answer? Yeah, that was, for some reason, that's what I was thinking, Big Z, but I figured I had my phone a friend, and uh, I figured I'd call just to make sure in case there was a lot of left field ones. But, yeah, I was pretty sure it was Big Z, but I wanted to call. He was the, he would be the one to know for sure. So. <laughs> We have a winner! Well done. Well done. Well done. Eat your chub crunch, everybody. Both of you guys. (laughs) Chub crunch. Eat your chub crunch. Eat your chub crunch, everybody. Yes. (laughs) Kevin, congratulations, man. That was great. All right, every winner, we get to uh, 
We want your outlook on the Cavs heading into the playoffs, and it looks like you're a huge Browns fan, so I want your your Browns thoughts as your, well. Your brother just hung up. He's had enough. Hi, Joe. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's it called? I love. I think everything the Cavs do this year is such a bonus, but I think we'll get a little bit better idea. Did Did Toronto lose tonight? I haven't seen an update. We lost tonight. Boy, we didn't I know play we lost defense. tonight. No yeah. one played any defense tonight. I don't know but, what Toronto did. The Toronto I mean, game is still going on. They are losing right now by 11. Okay, good. Uh, I don't know. Evan Mobley's a beast. Darius Garland's a beast. No J.A.'s a beast. I think, I think they're set up great for the future. I didn't really expect anything this year, like – when my uh when they signed Jared Allen to that extension, I was like, dude, we just gave a hundred million dollars to Jared Allen, and then he comes out and has this crazy year. So I, um, I I'm excited. I, I think they're uh, what's it called? They're building a super team the right way. I think was what uh, Adam yes. Silver somebody said, and I love that. Like, I love the Lavert ad, and I think they're gonna get a couple more guys, and like they're they're like a veteran veteran like three to four guy away from like being really really good i think and the and yeah, obviously, as long as we can stay healthy yeah yeah all right yeah, so what about healthy. what about the browns man what do you what do you think is it super bowl or bust dude it's the like yes <laughs> yes like yes. once we get it figured out with what happens with Deshaun, like yep i think and obviously we got to get clowny and and hopefully Jarvis back or Will Fuller. Or cool would that be? Dude, I would love that so much. But um, I think once we once we get one of those one of those things figured out, a couple of those hot rosters spots filled up. I don't know. I think we stack up against anybody. We just got to see what happens with Deshaun. That's but true. Good stuff. Super Bowl, Super Browns, all day, every day. Let's yes. go. Kev, congratulations, man. Look for that uh, that that case and your GV art shirt. And go Browns, go Cavs. Do I got to DM y'all my address or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shoot the uh, the show a DM and we'll we'll get that out to you. All right. Just want, I mean, y'all could have guessed, I guess. But no, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We'll, we'll see you. Go Browns, go Cavs. Go Browns, Congrats, go Cavs. Congrats. 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 <laughs> Keep doing God's work out there. Kevin's making, Kevin was holding us accountable. He was making sure he's getting that case. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. It is time for some Cleveland headlines. Are you guys ready? Oh, I am ready. ready. Let's do it. Cleveland headlines brought to you by our good friends, TSE. Cleveland. Keep a lookout for those show tweets to be eligible to win weekly giveaways. Tonight's giveaway. Joel Batonio signed 8 by 10 And the winner of the Joel Batonio to kick off headlines is Chris, if you want to go ahead and do it. And the winner is Walkman at Wahoo Walk. Congratulations, Wahoo Walk. There we go. Quality item right there. Heck yeah. That's right. Okay, so where am I? I need to figure this out. Hmm. Headlines, Dave. 
I, headlines. I, I know that. <laughs> there I am. I found it. All right. So we haven't even, we got talked about this a little bit, but it's now official. We've acquired three time Pro Bowl quarterback Deshaun Watson from the Texans. Crazy situation going on. Uh, Chris, what, what are your thoughts just overall on this move? Well, it makes us a better football team. Definitely a better football team today than when we were a week ago and before we made this move. I mean, um, so from that perspective, I feel good about it. But there is obviously all the off-the-field stuff. And, you know, I'm not going to get sanctimonious about this thing. Obviously, I've already said that I'm happy about having the guy on here as a football player. Uh, But there is that off-the-field element that, you know, it bothers people close to me. My mom has said that, hey, listen, she's a longtime season ticket holder for the Browns and said, I'm going back to my childhood team, the, the Chicago Bears. Uh, I don't want to be a part of, of rooting this guy on. Um, now, what she's going to do, to be honest with you, is still go to the games, still keep her tickets, still dress up. She's going to look a lot like a Browns fan. She's just mentally not going to be as into it, I guess, as she was before. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of people, you talk to people on Twitter who are taking it um, very, very seriously and really um, taking some strong stances. And I know... That several people have reached out to me to reach out to the Browns and bring them into connection so that they can talk this thing through. Um, so there's wow. there's got to be, you know, some bridge uh, building here on behalf of the Browns and on behalf of uh, Deshaun Watson to really, um, I, I think, have everybody feeling good. And there's still going to be a lot of people, and, and I feel rightfully so, who um, may walk away from the Browns. And um, I, I, I quite, quite frankly, I can understand that. Um, I've been a Browns fan for my entire life. I plan on continuing to be a Browns fan. And uh, that's a personal choice, but uh, I certainly understand the other side. Yeah, and I don't think that you're going to, you know, don't, don't go out there on Twitter and tell people what to do because everyone has their own personal stories. Everyone has. Unless we're talking about like back porch snow photos, then I'm going to tell people what to do. <laughs> I'm not talking. Don't about be you. doing that stuff. All right. Nobody cares about your bracket right now. It's March Madness. I'm going <laughs> to tell people about that stuff. Yeah. And how I, much, I, much you paid for gas. Yes. Right. <laughs> Don't care how much you paid for gas. So I'm still I, I think tell to Chris's point, not you, Chris, Chris Trapasso, um, if, if, if you're a fan of an NFL team, you're, you're hard pressed to, to not have one bad guy on the team. This is a, this is a tough one though, because it's the face of the franchise. We're giving them $230 million. I'd like to think that the Browns, Andrew Barry, you know, Stefanski, the Haslam's D Haslam did their due diligence. It seems like they probably did if they're going to write a $230 million check and they, they had to know there was going to be severe repercussions from Browns fans for doing this. They had to. Yeah. Now, now I'm going to disagree with you a bit when they really? say on this part where you say, well, they did their due diligence. They did some due diligence. Here. Well, Chris, they if really you're, you're going to write a $230 million check, you're, you're, you're doing your due diligence. You didn't talk to the lawyer. You didn't talk to any of the women who were involved in this. So it's like, how deep did you really get? Now, Convenient I, diligence. Yes. I, I think it's true. more like yeah. that. I'm not going to give them enough credit that, boy, they really looked into this thing and they really understood 
everything about it and they came out and I really feel that they've got all the facts. I, I'm not going that far. That's a bridge too far for me, Dave. It yeah. Really I mean, it, it's I, the I NFL. That, right. Yeah. They're, they're going to do what's going to make them the most money. Yeah. And to get the most wins. Yeah. The entire organization is going to do that. Every NFL team was going to do that. I think there was 13 or 15 teams that were interested in Deshaun Watson. Um, so, you know, the NFL is a bunch of hypocrites. We yes. as fans are a bunch yeah. of hypocrites. We really are. And, and you, you know what's going to happen. We're going to move on from, you know, a few months down the road. Everyone's going to kind of forget about this. And, you know, which is probably wrong, but yeah. it's 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 the NFL and people are going to continue to watch it. And you kind of have to separate it. Like, Chris, we're we're always going to be Browns fans. We always say the team first. Players come and go. Um, typically it's not a $230 million player, but right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's, it's more about the team name than it is the player, but yeah, this is, this is a tough pill to swallow for in the moment for Browns fans, just because there is so much going on with this guy. Well, it's funny. I just talked about bridge building and what would need to be done there, but what, what would really make this thing a, a easier pill to swallow for everybody and what's going to need to happen. She's going to need to win. Right. Yeah. I mean, this, this will be kid very, very ugly if he yeah. doesn't come out and get us in a very deep run in the playoffs. It, we could we could really be going to some dark, dark times as a Browns <laughs> fandom and for a Browns team if this doesn't work out. I mean, like legendary, even for the Browns going to a dark place. I I hope it doesn't happen. Obviously, I'm not rooting for it to happen. But uh, being a Cleveland fan, as we all are here, you always have that in the back of your mind of like, boy, we gave up a lot. Yeah, we gave up a lot. That's a lot of draft, a lot of future that we gave up to get this guy. And if he doesn't perform on the field, we are really in trouble. I think, too, guys, that the Haslam's and and Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski, I I feel like I've been saying this for almost a week now. They got to get in front of this thing like like we need to hear from everybody. And and maybe, Chris, that might help. I I wonder if, you know, them talk next week. Right. Don't they have the owners meeting? I think over the weekend or going yeah, next week. I, I try got to an get event even, like that that they normally speak at. I, I had heard. I would try to even get it in front of that. And, and here's another part is Deshaun Watson is going to try to fight these 22 civil cases. He's, you know, he feels as if, if he just pays them off and let, let it go into the night that he's not truly clearing his name. So right. he's going to try to clear his name, both legally in the civil sense, as well as off the field. We hear some, pretty good things he did food drives in houston in his hometown near atlanta and he he picked cleveland over at atlanta so i would hope the city of cleveland reaps some of those benefits not to mention the haslams are kind of masters at this like remember when jimmy haslam pretty much paid off the fbi and nobody <laughs> talks about that remember when remember whoa when, that is a huge accusation right allegedly allegedly. allegedly i i mean well, he but, paid fines he paid yeah, fines, he paid fines. 11. I, I think that's what you meant to say Yes. Jimmy has some lawyers who we also know happen to be very good because he was able to get out of that situation. Exactly. 
they're also super well at at re- just image repairing. Like Miles Garrett was portrayed yeah. to be this big bad evil being, and right. what did D Haslam do the very next week right after Miles was suspended? She came out wearing the ninety five right on her beanie in support of the guy. So they care so tremendously much, and they're willing to go to extreme lengths to defend the guys that they believe are innocent. So I, I do think this could be a really good fit for Deshaun Watson if he truly is innocent and if he could prove that and give back to the community in a big way i think he picked a a pretty good place to do so yeah and i I don't think we're ever going to actually know the truth um of course we're not of course no no you know it's never do the food drives he can do as many food drives as he wants he's got to win on the field yeah that's what it's all going to come down to god bless us and i know all that stuff's going to help his image and and really just soften it for a lot of people but ultimately he's going to have to win it's never a good sign when your quarterback's not showing up to the physical when to join your team because he's at depositions when you just paid him 230 million dollars just another chapter in the cleveland saga it's gonna be that's a a tough pill off season (laughs) (laughs) oh that one's a tough pill i know everybody was like well the weather in houston is bad like maybe that's why he's not coming and it's like no he's pretty much in court like oh (laughs) yeah yeah not good nick are you able to separate like the player from the the person at all or is it kind of go hand in hand especially in something like this i want to i and and i know i just gave the kareem hunt example and the jimmy haslam it's it's a lot difficult more difficult to do when it is your quarterback it's the guy that touches the football every single offensive play it's the guy that you're supposed to you know put on your ticket the face on your ticket stubs back when when physical tickets existed and on your program headers and I mean, he's the guy that's going to address the media every single game. We're going to hear more from Deshaun Watson than we hear from any other Browns player. So it is tough to separate it in that sense. But I know Chris keeps saying it. If he wins on the field and if the civil cases go away, whether he, you know, settles them or he just proves them to be invalid the way that he wants to. It is going to fade from public interest and whether that's the right thing or wrong thing, whichever way this thing truthfully is, it's going to be tough to separate, but time heals all wounds. We've seen it time and time again. I mean, Brett Favre is not a, is not a clean squeaky guy. And we just talked about him in a, in a, what we thought was a, a Baker comparison. I mean, Peyton Manning had his things and he hosts a show on, on Monday night football. So it, but those were, those were, more one-off and that's and that's a whole nother issue is this is so hard to compare anything to because of the number 22 it's it's so tough and and i'll tell you you know i've listened to a lot of people talk about this this week one of the things that i haven't heard much and i'm sure that'll probably be the next chapter as we're thinking about this thing is how about him as a player now i i don't know you know Going through the things that I have with custody and my kids, I've had to go to court several times. I've had lawsuits and things around that. So I've been in the legal system through that. And I'll tell you, that affects every other facet of your life. Yeah. You know, whether you sure. want it to or not, it just seeps into your professional life, into just your, your off the away from work, away from home, everything else gets permeated by that sort of thing. It'll be interesting to see then how he's able to perform on the field and whether it affects him or not. 
And I think the whole I think that's legitimate. We haven't seen him work through something like this. We see some players who do just a fantastic and just I don't know how they do it. uh, A job of compartmentalizing this and being able to get their job done on a day in day out basis. But we've also seen players who have a hard time and really can't come back both for the off the field and then on the field. It just seems to follow them. And I think the hope there, Chris, is right that that he took the year. I don't know if you want to call it a air quote suspension, but he he pretty much suspended himself while he was holding out from yeah. Houston for the entire season last year. So hopefully, while he was letting the you know grand jury and the and the real legal you know the prison process play its course, that hopefully he was able to get that all out of his system. Now the legal part of it's behind him. Now it truly is just about clearing his name, which is something that he has sought out to do. So. Hopefully that's all behind him and he can focus on the on the field stuff because the Browns still have some stuff to solve. I know they were talking about a Will Fuller reunion. I know Baker usually does his, you know, Camp Baker out in Austin with the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. It'd be pretty cool if we could see Deshaun Watson do something like that in a couple of weeks where get Donovan Peoples Jones, Austin Hooper, or not Austin Hooper, uh, <laughs> Amari Cooper. Oh, that kind of rhymes almost. And uh, Anthony Schwartz out there, where, you know, wherever Deshaun Watson hangs out in Georgia and get those guys some some work together. I think that'd be pretty cool. For, well, as of uh, right now, we have both of them hosting it. Yeah, both Baker and Deshaun. <laughs> It could, how about that for a battle, Chris? How about that for a battle? Which which camp are you going to go to? Are you going to go to Camp Baker? He's been your guy for four years. Or are you going to go to the, no. the new flashy camp out there in Georgia? What are we flashy picking camp. here? That would not even be a blip on <laughs> this offseason. In any other offseason, that would be the wildest story ever. This would be nothing. We were no. talking about this. I don't remember if we were live yet or we were just talking before the show. But what if they, what if they kept Baker because they're just we can't get anything for him, and we if Watts say Watson suspended, you know, four, five, six games, we just brought <laughs> Baker out there. Oh my God! Would he There's be? No way they're ever going to convince Baker to do it. But what if? What if we thought Deshaun Watson wasn't coming here, especially after everybody told us he wasn't coming here and every single report said he's not, he still ended up coming here. So even though Baker (laughs) says there's no way he's going to play for us, the organization has said, there's no way you're going to play for us. Everybody's saying there's no way. Who knows? Who knows? This is the Browns, gentlemen. Wild. How about those really sad couple days in between when, where we found out that we were out of the running, then the Baker trade demand, then we're not going to honor the trade demand. That cu- that little window of time where we were trying to convince ourselves into the Matt Ryans and Marcus Mariotas oh and Jameis Winstons of the world, that to me, my friends, is, is a very underrated part of this offseason so far because we had people out there throwing their fists down on the table one way or another for Jimmy Garoppolo and Matt Ryan. And and those guys could both very well be out of football next year. That is very true. Almost like during that little window, it's like we'd sold our soul and never got a return for it. Whereas now we we got the return. That's an odd spot to be in. Yeah. Yeah, When when we lost out on the Deshaun, when, when, when it was, uh, they informed Cleveland that we were like the first of the four teams out. I was like, good screw that creepy you know we don't want him and then we get him like he's he's pretty good at football let's see how this plays out it was like the alternative was yeah the the alternative was matt ryan so yeah better dig back and start deleting so so awful dude i could i talk myself into jimmy g i'll admit it i talk myself into jimmy g 
unbelievable. That should be I was, a shirt. Right now, start the shirt. <laughs> I talk myself into Jimmy G. I was like, you know what? We we only give up a third round pick for the guy. You still oh keep your God. first that you would have to give up for Watson. Mm. You surround him with the right pieces. He could make all the throws. Oh I was God, convinced it was an it was a dark couple oh of days. God. It was a very dark couple of days. Nick, speaking of of surrounding him with pieces, uh, Jarvis Landry, Clowney, we talked about it a little bit earlier, might come back. There's at least interest from both parties, it seems. Mm-hmm. Jarvis, obviously, a huge benefit to the, the locker room, the culture over the last few years. Clowney, heck of a season, didn't get injured. If you could only pick one of those two to bring back, who would it be? Oh. Got to pick one of them. I don't know. Make Chris go first. I don't know. Good answer. I, I think what I want to bring back first. No, no if you could only, you bring, only back bring one. Oh, between Clowney and Jarvis, I'd bring yeah. back Jarvis. Okay. I think Jarvis, his leadership in the locker room, I think would be big for the Completely team. Completely right agree. I, I think it really helps out, especially on the offensive side of the of the ball, where you got Watts in there. He's going to take some of that leadership. Um, off of Watson's shoulders and be able to really help it. So I think that would be big. Whereas Clowney, we can replace Clowney. You know, I I, I don't think it's going to be quite that as yeah. easy as I made it sound right there. But we can replace him. It, it's a lot harder to find leadership, I think, and I think that's what Jarvis Lander would bring us. Could I say this though? I I have a weird inkling feeling that Jarvis is the less likely of the two that returns. Yeah. And that could be, yeah. True. I think he probably true. wants to go out and get more money. Yeah. yeah it depends on the market. Yeah. From Both of those guys. Yes. I also think the Browns need to bend at the knee a little bit. Like I, like all the reports were that he was willing to restructure. It's just that he wanted more years. Okay. Like let's give him more years. We got Deshaun Watson for five years. Like, like that's the, again, we talk about windows and that was start that, that talk was starting to get a little old. Well, well, you're paying a guy all this money throughout five years. You have Miles Garrett locked down another four. You got Nick Chubb locked down another four. That O-line just got that extension for another five. Like, yeah. let's go. This is your window. So you want to add years on to Jarvis? Add years on to Jarvis. It, it ain't my money. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, go out and spend. That's the line. It ain't my money. money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, I think I'm I'm with Chris. I'd I'd rather have Jarvis Landry come back, but I'll I'll make that a, all three of us then. All right, unanimous. It's yeah, unanimous. I think that's a, so, that's so, that, so go ahead and put your money down that we're gonna get Clowney back and Lar- Jarvis is gone. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Any uh, any parting thoughts on the Browns as we continue into another week? What do you guys once, think about? Will once again, Fuller? I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted, exhausted. by the Browns. Yeah. I, aren't you guys just tired? Yeah, I'm tired every day. <laughs> yeah, the Baker. What's the Baker trade day going to be like? Is it going to be reminiscing? Is it going to be ugly? Like, like say the Browns no, only get. We just had a guy from like CBS Draft Network telling us that like the Browns could only get a fourth round pick from Baker. I feel like you still got a lot of Baker Bros, no names, please, sir, yacht out there with their chests pu- chests puffed out high that are like the Browns could get a first round pick. I, that ship has sailed, man. If God, we could get a first round pick, we would have gotten it already. 
If we could get a first round a pick, second round pick, I think we would have gotten. No, up. if we get a first oh, round no. pick, we go out there tomorrow. We take down the Jim Brown statue. We put one up of Andrew Barry. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> that's what needs to happen if we get a first round pick for Baker Mayfield. I don't know. Do you guys see this? How about this before the show? Alonzo Highsmith, former Browns executive, was was in Cleveland uh, through 2018 when the Browns drafted Baker. He's now with the Seattle Seahawks, and he just liked a tweet from a Browns fan that said, well, uh, maybe a Browns fan, maybe a Baker fan. He liked a tweet, did Alonzo Highsmith, executive within the Seattle Seahawks organization, that says a healthy Baker Mayfield is better than Deshaun Watson. You know, come on. So maybe the Seahawks. That's an accidental like. Dave, maybe, maybe Twitter maybe is not we pull the draft day. Maybe maybe we pull the draft day. We and now we're talking about it. Give us our three first round picks and David Putney, you pancake eating. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, I think Andrew Barry should call just just to say that. I think that would be great. Yeah, it's a great line. It's a great it line. Is. Yeah. All right. Uh, little Cavs talk. We haven't talked too much Cavs. Uh, possibly the two biggest games of the season at Toronto on Thursday and at home versus Chicago on Saturday. We've got 10 games left. Nick, who do you see the Cavs matching up with in the playoffs? You look at the standings right now. I believe we're holding on to the sixth seed, depending on what Toronto did. Yeah, I think we... Uh... Yeah, we should. Yeah, and we have the tiebreaker with Toronto. Right, too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Part. And it looks like Toronto Raptors is going down lose. tonight. Yeah, Raptors are going to lose tonight. Yep. So, yeah, that, that's my biggest thing, guys. Is as long, I don't care, really. Let's hold on to that sixth seed, though. Like, that is what I care about. Hold on to that sixth seed like like it's damn gold. Because when you get in that play-in tournament, it's just a crapshoot. You, you can play a team that's red hot and that, that isn't supposed to be there, and they catch fire, and that's that, and your season's over. This has been such a dream season. I, I don't like you guys were trying to preach to me with the Browns when we were right there with Kansas city. Let's, let's go no moral victories here. Let's try to make the playoff playoffs and actually host a a four game, you know, best of seven series. The one team that I would absolutely hate us to match up against is the 76ers. I think that's a bad matchup for us. I think they're a bad matchup for everybody because they're ruining basketball. The way that James Harden and Joel Embiid play the game. Nobody wants to watch four games of that, let alone seven games of that please please basketball gods i'm putting it out there don't let us play the 76ers in the first round <laughs> for agreed. a 25 cent donation you yeah. can help a Cavs fan not play absolutely agreed all right we're gonna skip best worst tweets really quickly chris i want to do this with you true or false urban meyer edition wow oh, so we be we've been distracted by the browns where urban meyer on the internet right now is on par with the Browns, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Absolutely. Without and basically he hasn't done anything, you know, in the last few months. Obviously yeah. quit with the, the Jaguars right. was fired and he hasn't done anything, but now all the stories are just coming out like an avalanche. It's fantastic. This right, stuff so is this- making me wonder how the hell was this guy even a good college coach? I don't know. I have no idea. You know, there's there seems to be said once you get to the Ohio State University, there is a lot that's given to you. I mean, you're not born on third base, like they oh, said, oh no, famously. Uh, but you do have a lot that's given to you. Um, 
Now, I also think that he also gave a lot of effort here that he just stopped doing when he got to Jacksonville. Yeah, and then he just got super weird. Okay, so true or false, Chris? Okay. Here is Urban Meyer edition. All right, so while watching Aaron Donald on tape, Urban said, who's this 99 guy on the Rams? I think he might be a problem for us. Because I read it today and I saw this, I know this is absolutely true. All right. Urban invited multiple players, girlfriends, wives to swim with him in the stadium pool in Jacksonville after practices. I did not hear this one. I'll go false on that. Okay. That and seems we closer to Ed Orgeron. Ed Orgeron. <laughs> Big O. Big O. Around spring break or whatever. <laughs> um, Chris, Tebow Tuesdays. <laughs> That's got to be false. <laughs> Tebow Tuesdays. Okay. No way. Oh, that's Tim, great. Uh, here's another one. Tim Tebow had free reign of the facility and practice field after being cut by Urban Meyer. No way. Oh, I could believe that. Yeah, I believe that one. Yes. Okay. Here's Are we going to find out the answers? or this just? We're, gonna re- we're going to release the answers after. Okay. All right. All right, Urban Meyer. Did he have players <laughs> sign mandatory competitive chastity pledges? <laughs> no. Where, where they had to swear to abstain from all sexual activity between December and May to avoid any oh. possible missed games due to impending birth of a child? Uh I don't think so. That's an ultimate fo- football guy move. That sounds like a Woody Hayes, actually. I, I think Woody Hayes had something along those lines where it was like 24 hours before a game or something that he would, he didn't make him sign anything, but that was the implication was that they were not to engage in that activity 24 to 48 hours before a game. But I don't know. I don't think Urban's doing that. Urban threatened players that he would fire their position coach if they don't start playing better in front of the position coach. I think that happened. Yes. Okay. When John Brown ran a wrong route, Urban told Trevor Lawrence to take it slow, saying these boys from the South, their transcripts ain't right. Not Florida. Lawrence is also from the South. This one is another one that I'm pretty confident in. Is absolutely true. Oh, he coached at Florida. This is amazing. That's oh, all. that's the wild one for that's me. All. That's the wild one, dude. You he coached at Florida, so like he's like that's like self-deprecating and like their transcripts. Oh. Neither is yours. You coach there. Unbelievable. I am spent. Best and worst tweets. We'll get to Aren't that. You gonna tell me which are true and which are false. Are they all? I don't true? know. They're just in here. We're Nick's gonna. He's gonna announce the uh, in, in a tweet later on. I have no idea which are true. Oh man! Uh, I'll tell you guys. The Aaron Donald one is true. Right. Yep. Girlfriend wives in the in the stadium pool is not true. Okay. The position coach thing is true. Okay. Uh, the John Brown thing is true. And how about Tim Tebow? Free reign. Oh, this article says that Tebow Tuesday is real. <laughs> This is what? so I pulled this from the athletic. Wow. This is from the 
Meyer insisted that Tim Tebow have free reign of the facility and practice long after he had been cut. Weekly Tebow Tuesday theme days were mandatory where every player in practice donned Tebow's professional number 85 jersey while Coach Meyer would wear tactical jean shorts and patrol his field of NFL players, NFL-branded scooter, screaming, get some at injured players. It can't be real. And then the chastity pledge thing is true. Oh my there's, boy. There's no way. There's no way. This is the athletic. There's a quote that says from Urban Meyer, allegedly, uh, about the chastity pledge. Uh, he said, that one may have been a little ahead of its time. Ahead <laughs> <laughs> of its time. <laughs> wow. Maybe behind its time. <laughs> oh, I like Tebow Tuesdays. I think we could yeah. run with that. I we think could, we need Tebow Tuesdays. We could do Baker, Baker Thursdays uh, just until we trade him. We could brand a Jackson. We could find like the biggest Jacksonville like influencers and we could brand a Tuesday podcast on the Big Play Network to be oh, named wow. Tebow Tuesdays. Wow. I just gave I just gave a perfect marketing opportunity to the entire state of Florida. You're welcome. No income tax. Dave, if we keep going, it's going to be Tebow Tuesday. We're going to wrap this thing. We're done, man. We are done. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Big Play Reflog Show. We will see you next Monday night, 9 p.m. Huge shout out to Shaq News. Go download Shaq Pets. Go vote on the cutest pets. Upload your pet into the app. It is free. Check out ShaqNews.com. Go over to their Twitch channel, live video game streaming all the time, shacknews.com. Go drink some Labatt Blue Light Seltzer Tarts. These things are good. Not as not as sweet as the lemonades, which is a good thing. Go get the tarts. They are a perfect drink. I'm 38. I don't care. You can make fun of me for drinking tarts. I don't care. Uh, go drink some of the Bat Blue Lights as well and get some gear at GV Art and TSE Cleveland. We will see you next Monday night, 9 p.m. Hopefully, it's not as crazy this week. We're tired. Goodbye. It's time streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio, presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight. Podcast of the world, the big play, we all